Welcome to The Vinyl Collective, your weekly journal of the hip-hop R&B landscape. I'm your host, John. And I'm your co-host, Stocker. Welcome. Uh, how you doing, John? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's been... there's. I feel like there's been a lot of music news in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter's blown up with a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of shit's what's, happened this week. What's, what's caught your attention the most? Um... Thing is, you know what? Yeah, I had, I had, you know, I, I have it. I'm back. It's 2020. Let's just go straight into it. So I have the little facts about John because you know oh, I okay. left you for the Grammy thing. And that was like what five, six weeks ago. So I left it. I've been, you know, it's, it's not a banger, but I've been leaving it simmering. So I thought, you know, I thought we were done with this, but cool. I absolutely not, mate. Come on, it's a Game of Thrones. All I told right. you. So um, yeah, you know, John, you know, he's been talking, talking his shit like. You might have heard if you're if you're an avid listener, he's talking a lot of shit on Big Sean, um, here and there. You know, <laughs> saying he's corny. You know, like just yeah, just kind of dragging his name. But however, in 2016, I believe oh, 2018, yeah, okay, yeah, he said it was one of the best projects that year. He thought it was amazing. Is that not right, John? Take me back. Which project? <laughs> 2018. Him with Janae Aiko. You said that was one of the best EPs of that year. In 2016. In 2016. See, you lived long enough to become the villain. <laughs> oh boy. If okay, all right, I'm, I'm going to respond to this. Um, that may well be true. I want to know first of all how you found that out. Okay, cool. I think from if people listened to last week, they would they'd find out 2016 was not a good year for me. 2016, I was downloading music off Datpiff, so it kind of makes sense <laughs> that I've developed. I've, that I've is... moved on since 2016, but yeah. Okay. Oh dear. I d- to yeah, be fair, yeah. I remember I did enjoy that album. Looking back, I probably would be be more. But Romero Uno, damn, that is. Did I say number a... one EP? Number one. No, number one album. No, I mean you just said it was the best project to come out that year. So you said best project. Oh, 2016. Yeah. There was yeah. a lot of good music in 2016, wasn't there? And you said that was number one. I can't believe it. Maybe it wasn't like that. I don't think obviously it didn't come out at the end of 2016, but you you called it. You called it, mate. I'm gonna need screenshots. This is this is embarrassing. See, I'd like to apologise to. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, stay tuned. You never know what I'm gonna strike. Boy. He did, yeah, he was not yeah. expecting. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, off my it, stride. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously Jasmine Sullivan's dropped um, recently, she did. and. Yeah, you know what? I've just had enough. I've had enough of you guys. You guys piss me off every week. And then you know what it is? You know what? Yeah. Actually, I'll give that fact next week. I'll hold on to that one. But I'm just saying, right? Like, I I look a lot of you guys' music opinions. Sometimes, you know, a lot of the time I just have to just let it, you know, go by. I'm like, oh, you know what? I ain't got time for this. Mm. But when Charlemagne the God said Hotels oh, no. was an instant classic. Instant classic this is what i think he said it two days after drop maybe one day yeah and he tried to like make it funny by adding all these other irrelevant comments to the tweet i was like man people have really mm. lost their damn minds and i just need to say this and because you know we're probably gonna expand on it more next week because obviously we have a guest coming on but you know liking an artist that was somewhat indie is not a personality trait it's not a personality trait. It doesn't make it doesn't make your music taste any more defined than the next person. That's it. It's not. It's just. Yeah. It's just you liking an artist that wasn't that big. And 
the reason why it's just so interesting to me is that Jasmine Sullivan has been out for a decade and a half. I'm gonna say I yeah. Believe. Yeah. I heard she's of Jasmine what, Sullivan. She's thirty five now. Yeah, she's yeah. a grown ass woman. And the thing is, Jasmine Sullivan's been in relevancy for a very, very, she very has. long time. Like I remember listening to I think it was um the twenty fifteen album. Oh, yeah, no. I, no, before that. So J. Before Cole that. did a cover. Yeah, so J. Cole did a cover mm. of one of her songs. I was, a, I was a huge fan of J. Cole. He did um, Need You Bad. So this was like before his first album. This was a long time ago, like 2010, 2011. And obviously, I liked the cover so much. So I, list, I yeah. started listening to Jasmine Sullivan from then. So Hotels dropped. And I was letting people have their fun with this one because you know what? People always do this. They always do it. They fall into the trap. It's like, it's like, um, have you seen that Dave Chappelle video of when he's talking about um the ba- the baboon and the salt and have you not seen have you seen that one? Oh, so, so basically, long story it? short is the way um people use baboons to find the oasis is that they put like salt underground. The baboon goes and gets it. The salt makes his hand larger. Yeah, yes, you know what I mean, and it's like he he knows he knows that he's trapped. All he's got to do is let go, but he doesn't do it, and then, you know whatever. This is what people do with music. It's like, you know your opinion is heightened by your emotions. You know it's bullshit, but you're going to still, like, mm. enforce it anyway. So people are going off about this record. People are acting like it was, like, fucking control or something like that. Like, people were just going crazy. And it was only up mm. until... See, I let go. I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'm not even going to do this with anyone. Until Shana made the God open his mouth. And I was like, fuck <sighs> hell yeah. mate like yeah whatever you guys are hearing or drinking i want some of that because it's a, it's, it's a long week like <laughs> you know what i mean i'm tired i'm tired of it i'm tired of it tired yeah. of it just to just to clarify i've for people if people come back and be like oh if you listen but if you actually listen to it, i've heard maybe three or four tracks yeah. so i've declined to personally talk about how i feel about the album yet yeah. but it's but yeah yeah carry on what did what did Charlotte i mean say? this is this is what sensible people do because i've listened to the record um, a few times mm. over so yeah even if you listen to three four songs at least you're man enough to admit that some people yeah. they know they haven't listened to the whole thing or you know what they listen to the first five they get bored and then they'll they'll go back to it listen to the first five again get mm. bored and then they'll have a full on opinion about the record but what what Charlamagne the God said he just said a lot of waffle I think he was just trying to pad his like wild opinion he said a lot of things that just weren't relevant to the um, initial point when he said I think Hotels is an in instant classic and I was like, wow. That's like, yeah. and that's something we've talked about so many times on this podcast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, I was like, oh my gosh, the Kool Aid is just, it's like, it's just irresistible. Like, you just can't, it's, yeah, you can't, you can't stop, stop it. It's inevitable. It's really Fados in like Infinity War. Like, you dread it, run from it. The <laughs> hype comes all the same. Like, once people like an artist, like, they just, they, they cannot, they cannot, cannot let go. And it's just really weird that Jasmine Sullivan's the one people want to do this for. And I get it because, you know, I'm going to be very, um, I'm going to generalize a lot here, but I'm pretty sure Jasmine Sullivan was that person that you found out in like college or something like that. Or maybe she was on the Insecure soundtrack. Oh, that was pretty cool. She was a Bryson Teller. Like you've heard mm-hmm. her songs here and there and you thought you were really cool for finding an artist that was kind of low key, but, you know, not super quite, like low key, but, you know, still kind of relevant. Like you thought, oh, this is quite yeah, cool. Yeah. But liking an indie artist, it's not a personality trait. You know, it doesn't make you know, it doesn't like it doesn't, it doesn't make you more like of a seasoned listener just because you like someone who's not 
on the charts every time they drop an album. And now people just discovered her. So it's like, oh, you know, this is so, like, oh, you know, Jasmine Sullivan's album is so sick. Like, and if people are like, oh, who's Jasmine Sullivan? It's like, oh, Jasmine Sullivan's so underrated. Jasmine Sullivan's not underrated. I heard someone say that. Jasmine Sullivan is not underrated, by the way. Just because someone isn't topping the charts does not mean they're underrated. MF Doom died, what, with... I don't think he's ever, ever had a number one record. People are not going to say he's underrated. People know he's rated. He's just no. underground. Jasmine Sullivan yeah. is a fantastic singer. No one's Apparently, that, talking of Doom, yeah. apparently his um his music streams, what if they jumped 850%? Yeah, I heard about that, actually. But this is what, Since the announcement. That is wild. And this, is what, this thing, like, stuff like that, to me, I like that shit. Because I know some people are like, oh, see, now it's only known he's dead. You're just going to, like, you know, um, focus on that artist, which, you know what, fair enough. I get that. But at the same time, for me, good music is meant to be shared. So if more people are listening to Jasmine Sullivan, cool. I'm happy with that. But don't go too far. Don't lose your head. I said this last week with a chance here. Don't lose your head. Like, again, I'm going to reserve a pin on this because we're going to speak about it more because, you know, we've got a guest coming yeah. on. But let's not lose our heads. Again, let it take time. Listen to it a couple times. Something to think about. You know, just a little taster. Yeah. And I'll leave this question out and I'll leave it here. If Jasmine Sullivan herself thought this project, mixtape, whatever she called it, if she thought this was the shit, she herself would not release it as a mixtape. Would she? If she, mm. she really believed it, she really believed in it, would she release it as a mixtape? That's what I'm going to say on that one. I'm just going to let that Go one Go on, John. There. Spotlight's artist. Spotlight. Well, artist spotlight. I'm just fucking. I'm all over the place, mate. Like, let's just go. It's cool. It's cool. Our spotlight series this week was Baby Rose. Yes. So yeah, she's been she's been around for a couple years now. Um, I remember I heard her on the Dreamville album. Was it Return of the Dreamers Three? Revenge of the Dreamers Three. Um, which was what 2019. Um, yes, right. Yeah. So a couple years ago now. Um. Yeah, just like super unique, kind of yeah, super unique voice. Yeah. Um, like really deep and like that kind of odd tone to it as well. Yeah, which is, you know, it's not like anyone else at the moment. I think which is which is really cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, you've listened to her album as well, yeah. right? The one she released, yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah, I was actually um, yeah. listened to it when I was in the shower just for when we come to the call. But um, when I hear Baby Rose, I was thinking it's like, how do I kind of like. Encapsulate her voice. What she so is. I said, I was kind of thinking about this. So, if there was like a opera show that was run by black people, she would be in it. That's the way I see it. Like, it's that type of voice. It's like it. It's it's not necessarily built for traditional like R and B or neo or anything like that. But it's still got that grand to it. It's really weird. So um, that's the best way I could put it, where it's just like, it just seems like mm. it's just made to be belted out in a sense. Um, yeah, really unique voice, to be honest. Um, mm. Yeah, so speaking yeah. of her project, um, the name just leaves me now, God's sakes. But um, yeah, was, her project, really, really good. Obviously, you, you kind of put me onto Babe Rose. I think, mm. what song was it? All To Myself, obviously, amazing song. Amazing, Brilliant. Amazing yeah, the song. fact that she got drunk and then recorded Oh, it. did she really? I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, so she apparently was like she was drinking, was it mimosas and tequila, and nice. then like Good yeah, cover. got got pretty drunk and then sang it. And you can you can kind of yeah, tell because she kind of breaks with this tone album. while yeah. she's singing. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know those things where like people are talking and then their voice cracks yeah. and they like kind of like sob, and you can hear that. Yeah, 
which I think is yeah super authentic. So the album name to myself, sorry, it just came out to me, but um yeah, the whole um process of her talking about like a relationship and things like that, and yeah, it does seem mm. like once it gets to all to myself, that's when like she can't kind of hold it together in a sense. So yeah, no, I didn't know that. That, that makes the song way better in, in, in my eyes now. Sure this. Yeah. Um, what was the song? Borderline. Um, I really enjoyed that song. That song is so so good. Um, it's we great. also had um Dam on our one of our free songs tell me more about damn john damn is a great song um i think that's probably another one of the songs where you can just kind of feel like feel the emotion in in every kind of literally in every in every note which sounds super cliche and cheesy but like that's the thing with her voice that it it goes so kind of like deep like her voice is so like deep and cavernous that you can like kind of really feel mm. it when she when she's see, singing those deep notes yeah. i think that's again something she doesn't damn um but yeah yeah definitely check her out again if you if you saw our spotlight artist this week you saw our post or didn't definitely just yeah check her i out. mean we've got songs if you're new on our playlist don't yeah. we? so if you're if you're new to this uh, collective, yeah we have our spotlight series so where we have an artist that you probably haven't heard too much of, or you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't know they were involved in that. Oh, that's crazy. So we have every week mm. where we drop a new artist. Um, we put our free recommended songs on our playlist, which you can find on Spotify. The link should be on our link tree. Go check them out. This one is really a really good artist to check out. She also, you know, she showed us some love as well. Shout out to David Rose. Who knows? Even shy be listening to this right now. We saw. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also quite weird, because obviously this is like two... If you think of the two singers from DC that are kind of coming up right now, you've got Baby Rose, who's like, you know, deep, unique voice, you know, and then you got mm-hmm. Ari Lennox. So it's like, you wouldn't... Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You wouldn't put them in the... You wouldn't say they were from the same era. It seems like completely different past. When I was listening to um, Baby Rose, I think even though her voice is completely different, I think the way she sings and, and like her melody, it's a different, like pitch but i feel like it's very similar to Ari Lennox in a sense like maybe go back and try to listen to it this is something i'm throwing out but i would yeah, yeah. but i think i think okay like because normally when artists come from the same area not all the time but usually there is some sort of similarities between them in this maybe in terms of what they talk about especially with rappers or like their cadence yeah, or you know what I mean? whatever it may be if the rappers yeah you know what i mean so like for example roddy rich and kendrick lamar are both from compton they're very wildly different mm. artists but they yeah. do kind of talk about the same things. I know that sounds weird, like, yeah. what? But no, they actually kind of do, especially when they're talking about, like, stuff that's going on in their area. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I was kind of trying to think, okay, so what's the connection between those two? But again, they're still very different artists in, in their own right. But yeah, it's kind of good. Like, DC's starting to build, like, imagine them doing a show together. Like, DC's starting to build, like, a little scene for themselves. Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, she's got so much potential, yeah. though. So, yeah, one to watch out for. Yeah, and, it, and also because, like, when you kind of look back and you do your research, you kind of think, okay, she's... The, been been around for a while like she's been kind of mm. here and there just like the little person in the corner just added her vocals there but obviously her having her first yeah. full-length project um obviously i know some of it was from some of her eps but i think this is like a, a really good really good introduction actually really, i wish i kind of caught into it earlier in the year um yeah but i think yeah i mean thomas we're obviously going to do another album list this year but I, I think I'm going to have like an R&B list and a rap list for this year, to be honest, because I feel like there's so many R&B artists that are just like, oh, you would, you might not yeah. make it to my full top 10, but I do want to give a shout out. So yeah, for sure. Mm, let's hope 2088 drop another album. Then. <laughs> yeah, I get, get top again in my books. 
Oh, yeah. you know what? You know what it is. You know what yeah. it is. I I was a big I was a big R and B. I still have a huge R and B fan, mm. but I think I was just like, yeah, twenty sixteen was was a year. I think I was big in Jana- into Janae and like. I mean, yeah, a lot of guys have had Solange dropped that year. Oh yeah, Cranes. No, that's the song. That is the song. Yeah, I can't remember the title. Though. Yeah, I don't know. There's no excuse. Yeah. That was me. I stand by it. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, look, we all grow up, we all mature, and we look back and like, oh, you know, damn, some of the stuff I was doing or listening to was just, you know, same way some people listen to a lot of <laughs> punk when they're in college or you know, second school and they grow up, they're like, oh, don't, don't like none of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's all stages. Do you know what I mean, like Pink Floyd is all right, but they're not that great. Like, do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I mean, oh wow! I bet I bet some people are going to respond to that. And if you have got a response, let us know on our email, yeah. which is the Vinyl Collective. Vinyl no, Collective. Pod? Oh, Vinyl Collective oh, Pod. Shame on you. Shame on Put you. It wrong. Okay, let's let's give that a second go. Vinyl Collective Pod at gmail So if you know we're going to say something contentious today, or you know you've listened to Jasmine's album and you're like, it is an instant classic. Leave Charlemagne alone. And give us an email. I will reply we'll saying sure, you're out of your mind. And we'll be sure to, to report you. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. So, but, yeah, but yeah um, as the title su- um, suggests, we have a guest coming on, which we're going to be joined by Nina in a second. So we're just going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back. Yeah, enjoy the interview. We are back. Cool. We're back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're we're interviewing Army of Brave today. So just wanted to to kind of welcome you to the show and yeah hey. really great to have you on today thank yeah. you guys for having me happy to be here <laughs> no worries so yeah just uh we'll give you a quick um rundown of who she is if you know if you live on the rock then we're gonna help you out so uh yeah so as mentioned she's a singer from southeast london um also was featured in the very popular song that came out recently um pain black girls by any um you're, you're Nigerian born, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, I'm Nigerian. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you think that's Southeast London. So, you know, homegrown <laughs> talent, we'd love to see it. So, um, yeah, I think my first question to you was because um, obviously, I think f- from the outside looking at it, it seems like you kind of gained a lot of like buzz and popularity whilst in lockdown, which is quite weird for an artist because normally when you have a buzz, you can kind of like leverage that and like, do a show here and there and things like that. Mm-hmm. But obviously you're kind of doing this all in a lockdown. So how have you how have you like adapted to kind of generating such a buzz and not being able to kind of le- yeah do what you usually would do with like a buzz like that? Yeah, like this third lockdown. Is it the third one? Yeah, yeah. it's number three. Yeah. <laughs> number three. It's like I think this is the worst one for me, I would definitely say. Um, like it's really hit me that oh my gosh, like um COVID is actually like interfering with the work um before kind of it was just like a steady pace I was still able to like I shot the medley in September um so I was still able to do things if you know what I mean um but then like this lockdown is just like because it's to infinity and beyond like you know want to do visuals for sweet love um I'm supposed to be like have loads of recording sessions but people have fallen ill like it's actually like really slowed it um and I also feel like we would have been able to perform like pink black girls more we had like a a show and stuff that got cancelled so like I feel like that's the part that sucks like (laughs) not being able to actually like hear like see and and touch the people who are enjoying the music if you know what I mean yeah yeah for sure and I guess has it kind of um 
affected you to kind of like making music as well? Because I know some artists they kind of prefer being in the studio with like a producer or engineer or yeah, how's that kind of affected that process for you? Yeah, that's my method. Like I write at home, but mm. I prefer I don't like recording myself. I prefer to to just be with the engineer or the producer. So that's so annoying. It's so <laughs> annoying. I'm gonna be joking, guys. It's so annoying. Like um, like the fact that, you know, say for instance, one person in like the building gets covered and it's like can't see you for another two weeks and it's like I really need to record it um and then also you're like technically you're not supposed to be traveling um unless it's like super duper necessary um and I believe in following rules so um yeah <laughs> it's been a difficult one <laughs> it's been a really it's so annoying honestly like it's just like I don't know but the good thing I feel like it's it has done it's it's leveled the playing field I, I feel like so um I guess kind of all artists are in like a similar place similar space um so there's not that much pressure if you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. and I guess have you kind of I know you said the third lockdown has kind of been the most difficult but like do you still find yourself writing and writing since you're just stuck at home mm. yeah like a little bit like I have to um like I have to kind of I'm not one of those people who write all, all the time and every single day um but the good thing about lockdown is that it kind of gives you that time so like that like I'm working from home as well so when I need mm. to do my music I just like oh let me just roll out of bed and quickly do it like <laughs> let me just think of this or like I'm watching stuff and I'm like becoming inspired so like I don't have to like kind of be like worn down by like the nine to five and like being on the tube and then when you're getting home all you want to do is sleep it's like I've got time, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. No, that makes sense. Um, so I guess we'll just kind of start from um, kind of at your beginning of your career, which was um, quite interesting. I know, and you've probably heard it a bunch of times where when you see someone with a talent, they always think, right, so, you know, um, you kind of grew up around that thing. So with you, in terms of singing, people think, yeah, music just blasts around all the time in your house. But yeah. that wasn't the case, was it? No, you were just, you know, <laughs> yeah, you just, just, you just realised, yeah. oh, yeah, shit, I could sing. And that was pretty much it, wasn't it? <laughs> exactly, like, that was, like, I never heard music playing all the time. But then when I look back, actually, like, my siblings, I guess they did play music all the time, but they definitely encouraged it, for sure, for sure. Like, mm. when I was, like, five, I have memories of them, like, with the little... Um, recording tape I don't know if you guys rem- remember that back in the 90s yeah I remember that um, and they're like like forcing me to sing stuff and then they'll record me and like record me on the camcorder and stuff like that Um, so I was always singing like that's one thing I do know and I was always writing and making up songs mm. Um, but yeah no, it wasn't like someone my dad was playing the guitar and my mum was on like drums or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> it wasn't that <laughs> yeah yeah and I guess they kind of did they encourage you once they kind of saw that you had this talent? You said kind of you started taking singing lessons. Well, yeah, yeah. They were, were like they... my sister, because yeah. my so I'm the last born out of five kids, so there's a huge age gap between me and my siblings. Um, so like I feel like that was just like a blessing really because they were able to really um see and like encourage my parents to nurture it. You know, if you've got older mm-hmm. siblings, they're like they pick up on it like, oh okay. Yeah. Um, so when I was like nine, yeah, I had my first singing lessons I used to go to drama school I used to do break dancing I used to do ballet I used to do all of it like <laughs> <laughs> just um, a full of creative yeah. Yeah, yeah literally and uh, you know it's so weird I would say the best thing that my parents did were they left me alone like they let me be <laughs> yeah like it sounds so weird but when yeah. I'm thinking about it now it makes so much sense like they just let me be like I was always singing around the house I always had like imaginary friends I was always like playing outside I was uh, always allowed to just 
being happy kid if you know what I mean so mm-hmm. I feel like that really really like nurtured it in a way that's like even without of course my mum used to take me to the singing less singing classes after school and on the weekend but like also the nurturing was just letting me be a kid yeah so yeah 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 okay. so um yeah speaking of that so um what what, what uh, at what age sorry did you start writing songs would you say mm, I'll say like in primary school I used to like walk around the house and make up stuff mm-hmm. um and like, I remember my first lyrics one of my earlier lyrics were like maybe I was like 11 or 12 like and, and it's so funny because I wrote it on like a piece of paper um I don't know if you guys remember this like when you're young you used to have like a printer in the house and you like yeah. white sheets of paper so you used to just write on yeah. there still got <laughs> that man <laughs> yeah I know it's like but I remember being young just always going to the printer like getting all the pieces of paper and just writing on it um so I was like yeah in primary school and then when I was like in secondary school, I was writing all the time. I used to just come up with like different like verses and hooks and yeah, I was always writing something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And just to kind of add on to that, cause um, I think you mentioned someone that you kind of had a habit of, you know, you you wrote these songs, but you had a bit of a problem kind of finishing them. And obviously yeah, you mm-hmm. are now fully making songs and things like that. So what, what kind of made the difference? What kind of, um, helps you transition from okay I have these kind of half finished songs to okay I'm going to fully um, flesh out this whole song you know what's so weird like I've been recording like since I was in secondary school like, that's the first time I've ever recorded in a in a recording studio we had one in our in our school um so I've been doing that right up to now and I'm telling you like I would say finishing only started like like a year or two <laughs> like, like actually finishing sometimes because and I always say it's like it's like songs can be like kids almost like you just don't know how your child's gonna turn out so it's like you just don't know like if this song is gonna give you any trouble or not um so some some songs come and they just come easily and it's just easy and there's others that there are a bit it's a bit more challenging and it requires more thought um Mm. but yeah like it does start off with just singing around the house and those little melodies to like actually understanding how to put it all together um, and structure is something that I've learned all, over time and I'm still learning so it's a process for sure yeah. yeah and I guess in that in that kind of like period of time you said you know recording while you're at school and kind of writing like did you did you kind of see music as like a realistic option at that point like did you yeah did you you did yeah yeah for sure like I always knew but the funny thing is I used to act so and every everyone thought I was going to be an actor like they always thought I was going to be an actress like for sure for sure but I for me I always preferred singing I always loved writing um but yeah I always wanted to be a singer like I, I literally I had like I wish I could find it like I did like a collage one time for school and if you saw it was was like it had like a grammy it had like mtv it had like all everything I loved and and imagined so like yeah it's so when I look back now you guys are like triggering a lot of thoughts like I definitely definitely considered it then um yeah I've always wanted to be a singer so it's weird it's happening now (laughs) um yeah yeah, in terms in terms of um singing because I know like some of you like your biggest like inspirations are like people like you know Keisha Cole Jasmine Sullivan who's obviously just dropped Mm -hmm. a project recently and like Laura Hill but um in terms of singing did you always kind of see yourself as an R&B singer I've realized a lot of people kind of just call you an R&B singer but is that kind of how you see yourself would you do like soul and stuff like that yeah exactly the thing is I am a genreless person like but of course unfortunately like in the world we live in everyone has to like categorize you somewhere Mm. so I fit in well like in the R&B world but I am like genreless. Like when I used to write music when I was young, I wasn't thinking 
oh, this is this is just a song, isn't it? And it, if it's a good song, it's just a good song. Like, yeah. so yeah, like, um, and also I feel like for me as well, I know that the songwriter like arm of of myself was growing and growing. Um, so when you're a songwriter, you you write like all sorts of genres and all in all different types of styles. So yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, but I just think I fit in like in the R&B world because it's also like what I listen to and also what I just I enjoy and it comes easy it comes natural to me yeah yeah and I guess talking about kind of like R&B and sitting like UK singers as well there's obviously a lot of like talent at the moment a lot of kind of prestigious singers you know Mm, yeah La Havas and Nao and like FK it's like is that something you like like constantly aware of and thinking about like you like the breadth of talent in this in this field at the moment yeah honestly like it's so exciting and it it just brings me so much joy because there was a time where like this space wasn't really fully occupied the way it is now Um, there's so many of us which is so good like it just feels healthy and it just like the same way like loads of other genres grew um in the UK you know like the garage the house scene um whether it was drill I really feel the same will happen um for like you know R&B with for soul and and for this style of music, I feel like it's definitely going to explode this year and the years to come. So, yeah, yeah super exciting. Yeah, no, yeah. I fully agree with that. I feel like I always say this to John, like, when it comes to, like, UK rappers are definitely kind of becoming more popular and there's a lot of good mm-hmm. UK rappers. But I feel like when it comes to UK singers, like, the talent in this country is, like, immense. Like, <laughs> you kind of look at mm-hmm. all the famous UK singers. A lot of them are, like, worldwide talents. Like, FK Twigs is a worldwide talent. You know, Georgia Smith, May. Leanna Havis, Neil, like all these people are known around the world, even Tiana Major, Mahadi, or like there's exactly. just so many. Whereas yeah. when it comes to UK rap and like drawing stuff like that, yeah, there might be a few pockets outside the country, but it's not nowhere near as, as much as the singers. So yeah, I fully agree mm. with you on that one. But um, yeah, speak, even speaking of, of music, so um, <laughs> I was listening to um, you know, a Lauren Hill interview, I think it was like from the year 2000, a few days ago, and she said mm-hmm. something quite interesting that made me think of you. So she um, obviously Lauren Hill, you know you know, really popular um, singer, Rafa, you know, very revered in, 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 the, in the world of Rafa and R&B. But she also said that um, she hasn't really listened to a lot of, of music. She hasn't really listened to only like, oh what, gosh, two, three hours a year. Yeah. I, I know you kind of <laughs> heard us say, you share the same sentiment. So in terms of, of, I found it really interesting because obviously people who make music, you kind of think, okay, they always got to kind of stay inspired in a sense, you know, listen to everything that's out there, you know, kind of, you know, see what they can kind of like create but for you how do you kind of find inspiration knowing that you kind of like don't you know visit new music that much it's so funny like if I put a list of the things that actually inspire me music's towards the bottom of it like conversations inspire me like just talking like someone might say something I'm like hmm and I literally just write it down in my notes on my phone I'm like that's such an interesting like concept or idea or or a thought and I just follow that thought to wherever like the ending is. Um, film inspires me a lot, like the images. So not necessarily like maybe what's happening in the scene, but maybe the way like they've done the set. Like I'm thinking about like, what is this set telling me? Like, why did they choose this particular shot? Why did they choose these colors? Why is um, my character wearing this this outfit on this time, on this day? So those, so music is like, inspiration for me is like the world around me. Like the world around me is like speaking to me. It's like really telling me, like different things, it's informing me and, and it's allowing me to, I guess, like just like be a vessel for the things that I want to say and do. Um, so music is like literally at the bottom of that list, like in terms of inspiration, like music kind of teach, like listening to other people's music teaches me about music and what works and like what's digestible and how to structure songs and all those things. But 
actual inspiration inspiration is like so many other things that inspire me than music yeah I might go off on a bit of a tangent here but when you when you're saying when you're saying about like just everyday conversations like things going on around you um a debate we've had a few times on the on the podcast is about the the heady one fred again project earlier this year um mm-hmm. i don't yeah uh i don't know are you are you a fan of it was it i haven't I even listened there was just a lot of backlash because kind of he had gone in a different direction but the guy the producer fred again like he says about his kind of production style he doesn't a lot of kind of producers like sample music where they're really like heavy mm. into like vinyl coll- vinyl collections um but he just like literally takes samples of sounds like conversations like tv episodes things he sees outside um and yeah i thought that was a uh, kind of interesting what you're saying that, yeah, like, so dope. I feel like doesn't that's have to be so... the the thing yeah exactly like i feel like that's so cool i mean i i like like kind of what Lauren Hill was saying i literally listen to like two albums a year like actual though they would get rinsed like maybe yeah. I could play them like over a hundred times and then I can take in singles but it takes me a long time to take in music so I have like a long backlog of albums and things I need to listen to um and that's also just also I also when I'm like in the creative process I can't listen to stuff that's out there because it just influences you too much mm-hmm. um and then you, sometimes you end up becoming a replica rather than like being yourself no, yeah. I, mean, I think I think that's a that's a fair yeah. point as well. And like, uh, it's also good to kind of um, know that you share the sentiment of like not shuffling a song or you know sometimes shuffling yeah. an album rather. Yeah, like it seems <laughs> like you do kind of like when you find an artist, it seems like you do kind of just sit with that artist for a while and you really just mm-hmm. soak that person. Yeah, in. soak it up because you know sometimes I feel like I love albums personally. That's my favorite choice. Like, for, I it's like I take it like a book. Like you top to bottom, top to bottom. And I feel like sometimes, especially with, with great artists and great, great, you know, teams of like who created a body of work, they usually have a lot of hidden gems in it. Where it's like sometimes you do need to listen to it for a few weeks. Sometimes you need to listen to it when it's raining. Sometimes you need to listen to it when it's sunny. You, you know what I mean? You need to take yeah. it in in different times yeah. and it really does. It's like a soundtrack almost. So, um, yeah, I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so you know, moving on to kind of like you know, you've you've learned how to kind of like write songs and you know you've been performing for things like pretty much most of your life. So when you have like your first single, Young and Misguided, um, mm-hmm. yeah, talk to me more about that because this is something that you kind of um, created like in a in your in your uni room. It seems. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like a, the social commentator that I am, <laughs> I just was was in a position and in a. Um, just in a place where um, that is just a true story that was happening to me. And I just basically wanted to document it. Um, and when I was younger, when I was like a preteen uni days, um, my emotions were all over the gaff. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. like music was like literally like, like what most musicians would say is therapeutic. Um, and it was like a point where I could only write if I was sad. Like I could only write stuff if I really, really felt it. Uh, I'm not like that anymore. Um, but. I just used to use it as like a way of expressing the things that I couldn't really say, say to a person, I could just write it down. Um, and then once I've written, it's gone. Like that emotion was completely gone and it's for everyone else's to hear. Um, but yeah, no, I have so many songs that I like, that I've written in that time period that I can't wait to share with everyone because it's like a little storybook. Yeah. Um, yeah, you definitely get that kind of emotive feeling here. Like, I think one thing I re- that really kind of stood out to me was the was the songwriting. It kind of reminded me of the song. Kind of gave me like a Jasmine Sullivan kind of kind of vibe. Was that kind of 
um, the type of music you're listening to at the time. It also kind of reminds you of her a little bit as well. Um, yeah, is that kind so of music that, that time, Yeah, you know, it's so crazy that you say that because at that time, it was more like what was popular was like the Bryson Tiller. That was kind of yeah. the time, like the party next door era. Um, so her wasn't really like that. She wasn't till I left uni. That's when she kind of came out. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just in naturally like my writing style changes. I, I don't know. Like sometimes I I write really like in an abstract way, and then other times I just try to say exactly what it is that I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, it just came natural natural to me. Like I just it's just my style. <laughs> it's just that it just comes natural to write like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I guess with your, like your second kind of solo single, Sweet Love, you kind mm-hmm. of said that you've written, you wrote that in a single day. And like, that was actually for, yeah. is it right that there was a, there was a competition by the record label, right? To get yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. So what, what was kind of your process and yeah, how did you, um, you said you kind of received feedback and then wanted to keep the song for yourself yeah, and release so it. I never yeah. ever got the chance it was during quarantine I never got the chance to perform it so I literally there was just like this um the A&R of the label just put out like yeah we're going to be hosting a talent show during quarantine every Wednesday best singer songwriters best musicians so if you have a banging song like bring it and like you request to go on the live so I don't know if you guys know what Instagram live is like there's like going to be hundreds of people requesting so I had like all my friends and this is the thing is it was their time in America and our so it was like literally their afternoon and it's like three o'clock in the morning here so I have all my friends like sitting up like trying to request and like put a mirror put a mirror on um but yeah I literally was I could have used like I had so many songs that I thought oh this would be good but I just challenged myself and I'm so glad I did. I just said, do I think I can make a banging song in such mm-hmm. a short space of time on Tuesday evening, ready for Wednesday to perform it? Um, and like, you know, when you write new music, you have to remember the words, um, but that's something I'm kind of good at. But at the same time, it's like to to be able to like convey the emotion and to, to get it right and not mess up your lines. I'm like, oh, this is just like a day. Like, can I do it? Um, and so it was really fast for me because I just basically said to myself, I'm trying to write an R&B hit. That's what I just said in my head. This is my intention. Um, and this is what I want the themes to be about. And this is how I want it to flow. And it just came out really. Um, and then when I couldn't get, I never got picked to go on the live. I was just like, oh, maybe I'll just keep it for myself then. Um, <laughs> but I never imagined me singing a song like that because it's so like, um, it, it's like a properly structured, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Follows a the correct pattern of what it's very very digestible like anyone can see mm. a kid an adult and I'm a bit more abstract um so I was just like okay this worked and people like it so good thing but, I did. Did, did the response kind of surprise you it seems like you're kind of surprised by the response you kind of received from it I was like surprised in the way of like oh so this is what y'all want you know <laughs> like, like the uh, formula <laughs> exactly the formula exactly it's, it's really it's just it is actually a, a formula and also um it's not, I wasn't in, wasn't in love with anybody or anything like that. So it wasn't coming from a place where it's like, I, I put myself in the position of what would I say or what would I do? So it's like a songwriter place. Like it was like a song I would have given away rather than a song I would have kept. Um, so yeah, and I, and I never really sing like happy, happy songs. So I was really a proud of myself to be honest that I challenged myself to do it. Yeah. 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 That's Before we move on, yeah, the we were kind of talking the other day about like episodes and like Valentine's coming up and we saw your, your, your song just fine, which you released last year, right? The day before. <laughs> yeah. It feels yeah. like that song is so relevant this year. <laughs> like everybody's Honestly. stuck at home and they're like, 
some people are very excited you know they don't need to do anything for valentine's but yeah it felt felt all the more relevant this year it's weird you brought that up because it's like we've been working on just fine um, and taking it from that demo to a song um so it's had a lot of zooms about that song so we'll see how mm. it goes <laughs> yeah cool. um yeah it's just now obviously then moving on so i think for most people most kind most people kind of um heard of you and your voice um back in october so october 15th is when um the song um, pen black girls with any kind of drops so um mm-hmm. so just full kind of get into like the, the nitty of the song and everything about it like is any song you've known personally beforehand so how did that kind of collaboration come about because um and from what i um know anybody had the verses kind of set and you, you just kind of came to do the hook so how did that kind of interaction come about yeah so i've known her since 2018 so my sister's a playwright and a screenwriter and she had a film school um and I was like one of the coordinators of the film school and um <clears throat> after class um everyone was just like I used to this is something I do everywhere um uh, just put music on just freestyle um and Annie was really really quiet like she was, one of, she was still ha- basically how she is now and then she was just like I freestyled and another guy called Jack was freestyling and then she just started freestyling I'm like what damn like excuse me like what you know when it's so unexpected you're like wow mm. like she's amazing like girl I didn't know you could spit like that like I didn't know you had all this in you um and then we just always kind of kept in touch and then one day she reached out to me saying um hey Mia do you want to um I'm working on the EP like I have this song I'd love for you to jump on and do this hook so I wrote a completely different hook um and I think her and Amanda thought oh we need something that's more upbeat and then I wrote the hook that we have now um and cookie just went in the studio did it came up with it that day day and then yeah here we are like just is doing good so so weird how that happened never expected it never did yeah yeah obviously there was a like fortunately there's a, a music video was able to happen as well like did you mm-hmm. how much like input did you did you manage to have in the in the process of making a video none that was all any okay, like, cool. none, all right. that was all any idea like she she really had like a, a clear vision of what she wanted to do and what she wanted mm-hmm. to, it to be about um, and I know she sent it to different directors and I think Otis um I remember we was talking about this while I was getting ready for the video like Otis was the one that really was able to capture exactly what she was trying to say and tell that story and I'm glad it was him because I felt like he did a really good job with um with doing that um, and so yeah, it was just like, you know, that, you know, can you get mm-hmm. your mom and your sister? I'm like, yeah, can like my mom must just be in it. She's like, yeah. So it's just I feel like everything happens for a reason, and it really did come together perfectly in the way that it came together. And I'm grateful mm-hmm. for it for sure. Yeah, like even when I listen to the song, it just um, like yeah, I think both of you guys from South London, I do get that like South London kind of feel to it, like a summertime. Mm-hmm. It was like you know like kind of it kind of takes you back to like when I was like used to live on the estate and stuff like that just kind of that like community feel <laughs> was, was that kind yeah. of um, what you people were kind of going for in that sense would you say you know so weird I think like a lot of times in, again with music it's so unintentional unintentional but it's like the actual um sometimes the subconscious things and elements that influence you are not always like on the surface of your mind when you're creating stuff if you know what I mean yeah. so a lot of things are hidden within your DNA as an artist and they just it literally just takes a moment for it to come out um so I don't feel like it's by chance that we're both from southeast 
um, we're both Nigerian. I don't feel like these things are, are by chance. We're both mm. these two black girls. I just don't think it's by chance. <laughs> I just feel like the, the, it all came together like in such a perfect way that I think even us, like, I don't think we could have, if we really sat down and said, hey, let's write a song about this or let's, let's do this. Amir, can you make a hook that's going to make people happy? I don't think we would have had the same product. I think it happened because we didn't even realise that all these themes and, and things that make us who we are were in us. We just yeah. allowed it to happen naturally. Um, yeah. Yeah, it kind of seems like the subconscious yeah. kind of just speaking and coming out in the song. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, obviously the, the song came out. There's a, a, great re- a great reaction to it. Um, and then kind of there's a remix as well. Like were you on, and then the, kind of the college show performance, like were you kind of told that you were not going to be considered to it? Was it just a week before? Is that right? Yeah, so um, the remix, I was just told that um, there's going to have a diff, they were going to do a remix and that mm. somebody else would be um, singing the hook. And then I didn't know about, I just saw Colours on the, the same time as everyone else. Um, mm. But then she, she let me know the day before that, you know, hey, we're going to go ahead with the remix for the Colours show. Um, but, you know, like, I mean, it, the Colours turned out really, really good and, you know, got a lot of, I think it was trending that day. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, had a huge response. Um, um, yeah. I guess, what, what was your kind of your feelings surrounding that? Because um, I think there's a lot of discussion in terms of, um, obviously, A, just not being included, but B, like, your hook was also still in, in the song. So, I guess, ha, ha, um, did you have any feelings surrounding um, that in the video? Um, I think, like, any artists or creative always want to be like be able to sing your hook like if you were yeah. you're like oh I wanna, wish I could be on it but um I think also I understand obviously the choices even I understand you know that it's just like I guess a musical thing rather than oh we're not gonna have a me or a part of it um but yeah definitely I was definitely guided like that I wasn't going to be a part of the remix I really wanted to I'd have loved to just still be able to sing the hook on it um yeah of course but, but no, I'm at the same time. I'm, I'm happy because I feel like, you know, the remix did its job in exposing, you know, continue to expose and the original, um, and the original was really, really climbing and and was still doing its thing and taking its rounds. Um, so yeah, no, everything happens for a reason, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the YouTube video is still growing and growing. It's like it's well yeah. over a million, isn't it? So. Yeah. yeah honestly it was my nephew like he literally calls me like about every little thing he was just like oh did you know that oh you just got this i'm like oh wow like because so, sometimes you're not even noticing because i think it's quarantine doesn't really allow you to like take everything in properly um but yeah no it's, it's been amazing just to see it and we like we entered the charts which is like for in, an indie artist like myself that's that's crazy like yeah you know, that's just bonkers yeah, yeah. no for sure yeah. And yeah, just kind of just to add on to that because um, I know you're not you're not really a, a big tweeter, um, it seems. So um, I think when <laughs> yeah when the when the when the video dropped, I know there was like a huge like massive like social media discourse about it. Which I guess going to be quite overwhelming. Just kind of thinking, yeah, I just kind of made a hook, and you know, I was having fun in a sense. Mm-hmm. And you know, people are saying stuff like, okay, you know, um, talks about colorism and stuff like that, saying, oh, kind of the song kind of like lost its kind of. Um, integrity in a sense not having you on mm. uh, in, in the remix or you know there's a whole bunch of discussions but I guess like I said, like where, like, where does Emilia like, kind of lie with this discussion like because um, I guess there's mm. been some time to kind of like reflect and even gain more information about the whole situation so yeah where do you kind of yeah. stand with things? I think for me um definitely like um 
um, I understood I understood like why people felt the way they felt and I, I agreed as well you know with a lot of a lot of the um the outrage or the the feeling of like oh I would have loved to have seen you all three of you stand there and I, and I can understand it. and for me I think representation matters it's really it's so important um, and it's not just important for us as artists like oh because we want to be seen it's important for the way that we see ourselves period as in how you know my my niece and my nephews see the world around them and seeing people who look like them um so I think the the bigger conversation to me is what I was so proud of like that's what I was so happy that of course you know I hate the controversy but the actual like core of what people were upset about like I was so happy because it's like it means that artists to come after me like these things are always going to be challenged mm. and that goes to show that things are changing and things will continue to change for the better um so that's what I was excited about and and that's what I was happy about like we're having a conversation about what can we do in the music industry to be better and to make sure that we are inclusive and that we represent everybody mm. yeah mm. for sure yeah. yeah if anything I guess it's also like the conversation that you're having in the music videos like carried carried on like for, it, for oh my God, time after it that is that is you know I never even thought about that like that's really really true like that is actually crazy and you know what sometimes I think things like that do happen because of the connection that people had to the video so the message re- resonated with people a lot really deeply um I do think if it was any other song probably people wouldn't it wouldn't be it would be a topic but it wouldn't be a bit as big as it was um but so I do really feel like yeah it was it's, it struck a chord with people um and so they wanted to see that on on the bigger stages as well um yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure um yeah so yeah obviously following up um pain black girls you also as you mentioned before you did them um, r&b medley which um they might think was really really sick you kind of composed all these um songs um that were they like inspirations of yours or was there something that was kind of um, compiled for you to kind of like sing it'd be kind of interesting to see how them that uh, medley came about yeah so funny because I actually like it was actually very intentional so I just basically picked songs by women um so only by women that was sung by women and also I wanted them to tell a story um Mm -hmm. so if you wrote down the lyrics it actually makes sense um so because you know usually with R&B mashups it's like one song one song and maybe Mm -hmm. one song that just flows into to another um Mm -hmm. but I really wanted it to actually make sense like mm-hmm. actually be able to follow it as a song um so yeah that was the the intention behind it and I love all those songs like some songs are like not popular like not everybody knows about Danny Kane or remembers Danny Kane from making the band mm-hmm. but I or do like it, or 702 or Envo yeah. or stuff 702, like this exactly, yeah. exactly I had so. to I had to shazam I was trying to shazam I was like what is, <laughs> is, is, is 702 song What's going on yeah so I definitely yeah discovered a few a couple of songs there as well Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. And um, yeah, speaking of which, so in terms of like moving forward, so you mentioned, you know, there's been like, you know, murmurs of like an EP coming. So um, what can we expect from from you with this EP coming forward? Yeah, so I, I'm just, I've been thinking about, um, I've always been thinking about this EP and I've always been thinking about albums. Um, so kind of my thought process, I always think like long term and like the story, um, so I have my single out, Sweet Love, at the moment, and we're, we're creating some sort of visuals for that. Um, but we're also kind of looking at the whole body of one EP is, and I've kind of like been tossing and turning with it, you know, because a lot of EPs are just like different songs to kind of showcase 
what the artist is about, but I actually want it to feel like a little mini album in a way. Mm. Um, so I'm going through a lot of sounds. Like I've listened, I listen to like someone sends me a beat like every, nearly every day. I'm like listening to so many beats. Um, <laughs> so I'm just trying to like get the message behind it, the story behind it, and make it as cohesive as, as possible, um, and to feel like a mini project basically. So hopefully sometime this year. You love it. <laughs> yeah, I guess like you're saying, like getting visuals out as well. All this like pent up creativity. <laughs> I'm sure yes. we're just like waiting for like lockdown to end to be able to like, yeah, get back. Honestly, and I think you can still film. Yeah, no, honestly, I do think you can still film in this time. So it's like a lot of planning that's going. So not just your usual like, okay, we've got a day, and then we just we create the whole team comes together. It's like there's so much more thought that is going, you know, that goes towards doing the video and and all the other things after um but you know I think it's I think that's part of also that tension is also like I ch- I'm gonna try and channel it into the things I'm writing um so yeah that energy yeah. won't go to waste yeah. um yeah I, mean, I think um there's a bit of a tangent but um I think when um Charles Gambino was making his um second albums this is around like 2012 2013 and he says like mm. one thing that he was really kind of keen on was that he wanted like all his like forms of media to kind of connect so when he made his album he wrote like a screenplay and he also wanted the mid- music videos to kind of like all connect so what mm. he, what he kind of wanted to do was like if you just listen to the album, you won't get the full story. If you just look at the music videos, you won't get the full story. You kind of need all of them to come together to kind of get the full idea of what he's trying to say. Um, it mm. kind of seems that you are kind of in that same vein as well, where it's kind of like you seem really intentional about how the songs fit together as well as like the visuals and things like that. Is, do you think that's fair to say? Yeah, definitely. And like, I think for me, it's really like, I want to, you know, it's going to be like my first introduction and people really getting to know who I am as an artist. So I definitely want to put the right leg forward and kind of like start as I mean to go on. Um, mm. So for sure, like I'm always thinking about all these things. I came like, I have a film background. I came from like the theatre world. So all those things will be incorporated for sure, for sure. In everything I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll be looking out for the EP. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, no, thank you for you know, coming on. Um, yeah, just to kind of um, round out the show. So um, what we do, you know, as um, for every episode, we have our now and then playlist. I think I mentioned this to you before. So. <laughs> like come prepared. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we have a, we put a, you know, a new song on every week. We also put kind of a bit of a, a bit of a throwback. So yeah, just to kind of ease the ease the pressure, you know, I'll, I'll kind of go first with this one. So um, I think it's no surprise. I'm going to add one of your songs. I mean, I'm going to add Sweet Love to um, oh, the playlist so that'll be my my now song and <laughs> <laughs> my then song oh i'm gonna add just enough for the city by stevie wonder i mean it's that quite a bit Ooh. recently yeah oh, really gosh. good song. yeah so that'll be my um, my two songs <laughs> go on john what's your songs okay uh right my now song is prison of the moment uh jasmine sullivan and anderson pack on uh, song price tags i haven't listened to the whole album yet i've listened mixed to like half says. of it mixed i mixed yeah, yeah, mixed tape. <laughs> yeah. yeah here we go um, <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah their, their voices just work together um and as we say every week anderson pack does not miss yeah. so yeah it's a great a great yeah. song um, um my, oh go on oh no no go ahead <laughs> oh cool 
Uh, my then song is uh, Respiration by Blackstar. Okay. Nice. So yeah, Talib, Talib Kweli and um, Mos Def. Yeah, that's cool. a, it's nice. a great song. What's your TV? Um, my now song will be um, Tiana Major 9, Same Space. Mm-hmm. And same my one. then will be Michael Jackson, Rock With You. I'm in a Michael Jackson study mode at the moment, so... It's never yeah. bad to be in a Michael Jackson mood. <laughs> to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. To kind of just to kind of like close out this interview, is there anyone you'd want to like thank or shout out? Yeah, shout out to all my friends and family. Because <laughs> 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 I had one extract, so shout out to them. No, big shout out to um, them, and also everybody who's um, just joined me on this journey and has been so supportive and has been really supporting me and making me feel seen i really really appreciate that um and thank you for like streaming downloading supporting playing black girls and sweet love um and i'm excited i'm really really excited for the future yeah yeah we're, we're excited to, to see what you do yeah mm. where can, where can we guys. kind of find you like on social medias and platforms yeah i am on everything so um follow me on instagram amia underscore brave that's a m i a um and then on twitter amia brave and follow me on youtube because i have so much more content coming out on there too yeah, yeah awesome yeah, just to tag on also we just kind of got on you got on youtube a few weeks ago so follow us at the vinyl yes. on youtube yeah um well you know this interview and lots of other content will be there on there um on twitter at tvc pod on instagram at vinyl collective pod i don't think i'm missing anything out am i john no, no just yeah all the other like Apple, what is it? Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Spotify, on every platform. It, like, if you have yeah. some sort of device, will be there, man. You can't escape us. So, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be it from us, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks. See you guys next week. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming. Thank you.